The Dance of the Dissident Daughter, A Woman's Journey from Christian Tradition to the Sacred Feminine by Sue Monk Kidd. Women will starve in silence until new stories are created which confer on them the power of naming themselves. Quote by Sarah Gilbert and Susan Gubar. Introduction I was listening to National Public Radio the other day when someone asked the question, Once you wake up, can you wake up anymore? Yes, I thought. In a way, my whole life has been about waking up and then waking up some more. This book is about waking up some more. In these pages, I've tried to tell you about the deep and immense journey a woman makes as she searches for and finds a feminine spirituality that affirms her life. It's about the quest for the female soul, the missing feminine divine, and the wholeness women have lost within patriarchy. It's also about the fear, anger, pain, questions, healing, transformation, bliss, power, and freedom that come with such journeys. I never thought I would write this book. That's because this journey is one I never imagined myself taking. I was going along doing everything I should have been doing, and then unexpectedly, I woke up. I collided with the patriarchy within my culture, my church, my faith tradition, my marriage, and also within myself. And this collision changed everything. I began to wake up to a whole new way of being a woman. I took what seemed to me then and seems to me now an immense journey. It was true. There had been other awakenings in my life. But no waking experience had been as passionate and life-altering as this one. Nor had there been another where I felt more was at stake. The female soul is no small thing. Neither is a woman's right to define the sacred from a woman's perspective. Still, the initial idea of telling my story in a book gave me pause. The hardest thing about writing is telling the truth. Maybe it's the hardest thing about being a woman, too. I think of Nisa, an old African woman who was telling her story for a tape recorder of a writer. She said, fix my voice on the machine so that my words come out clear. I am an old person who has experienced many things, and I have much to talk about. I will tell my talk, but don't let the people I live with hear what I have to say. I love Nisa for that. I know that feeling. But in the end, Nisa and I told our truth anyway. The reason I went ahead and wrote this book is difficult to express. So I will try to explain it this way. While I was writing it, a nature show came on television, a special about whales. I watched them on the screen as they flung themselves out of the sea, arced into the air, and then fell back into the water. The behavior, the narrator said, is called breaching. He also said it may be the whale's way of communicating when the seas get high and wild. He speculated it was a tracking system for rough weather. 
some kind of urgent and powerful ballet that allowed the whales to follow one another's vibrations and not get lost. With each lunge, the whales marked their course, letting the others know where they were. I thought to myself that women must have that whale's instinct. When we set out on a woman's journey, we are often swimming high, unruly sea. And we seem to know that the important thing is to swim together, to send out our vibrations, our stories, so that no one gets lost. I realized that writing my book was an act of breaching. I hoped my story might help you find or keep your bearings or encourage you to send out your own vibrations. In Ellie Hellison's journey, which chronicles her life before and during her imprisonment in a Nazi concentration camp, I came upon a few sentences that touched me very much. Hellison wrote, There is nothing else for it. I shall have to solve my own problems. I always get the feeling that when I solve them for myself, I shall have solved them for a thousand other women. For that very reason, I must come to grips with myself. We tell our stories for ourselves, of course, but there are also those thousand other women. And yet, I'm aware that no two women's journeys into the sacred feminine are the same. Nor is this book by any means a complete picture of that journey. That is one woman sending out her own unique vibration. Still, it's true, I think, that when a woman offers the truth about her struggle to wake up, to grow beyond old models of womanhood and old spiritualities that no longer sustain, when she expresses what it is really like to discover and relate to the feminine divine, to heal feminine wounds, to unearth courage, and to reclaim her power, then women's differences tend to give way to something more universal. Often, it is such stories we find a deep sameness beneath our dissimilarities. We find we are all women, and deep down, we ache for what has been lost to us. We want to tell the truth about our lives, to see the truth through other women's lives. We want to trust a feminine source of wisdom. We long for the whole, empowered woman who wants to be born in us. When we start this journey, we discover a couple of things right away. First, the way is largely uncharted. And second, we are all we've got. If women don't tell our stories and utter our truths in order to chart ways into sacred feminine experience, who will? It is stories women need. Stories give us hope, a little guidance, and a lot of bravery. That's why I tell my talk, as Nisa says. Such journeys may be new for you. You may want to launch out into women's spirituality, but at the same time, feel you may be terribly hesitant. I can only tell you, I understand this. When I began, such journeys were painfully new to me too. You could hardly have found a more hesitant beginner or paradoxically, a more eager one. This book will walk you through a journey. It will illuminate the passages. It may even hold your hand a little. My hope is that this book will be an opening for you, that it will reassure and challenge you at the same time. 
I even dare to hope that something in these pages will make a tiny explosion in your heart and that you will see the thing you've hungered for all along as a woman. Above all, take what seems yours to take and leave the rest. Or such journeys may not be new to you. You may be in the midst of your own transformation. You may already be exploring the sacred feminine dimension. You may be fully engaged in a struggle to exit patriarchy and come into your own as a woman, grappling with how your life has changed. In that case, this book is meant to offer you clarity and nurture. It is meant to be a companion for you. It should provide new markers, passages, insights, questions, motivations, inspiration, boldness, and meaning. And there may be some of you who have already made your great transition. Maybe you have journeyed deep and long to the sacred feminine. I'm hoping that this book will open up some new avenues of experience and empowerment. Just as I'm sure if I were able to hear your story, that your journey would give me brand new ways of expanding and understanding my own. I hope too that this book will encourage you to find new ways to offer your experience to other women. In the end, no matter where you are in the spectrum of women's spirituality, I invite you to weave new connections to your female soul. For always, always, we are waking up and then waking up some more.